Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May the 11th of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast. Woo, baby. It's been a run. I'll tell you what. A run to the finish line for the sacred cause of liberty. We're always engaged in that. And boy, howdy, we got a road to host hill. But I've been on the road for 20 plus days. And wow, it's been crazy. But I'm finally back in the home studio and finally, woo, finally taking a little bit of a break. And man, it has been an incredible ride. A lot of God, family, and country. I can tell you that. Now, we haven't been live for the last several days either. Uh, and the reason why is because I've had some conflicts with uh, scheduling. You know, the Eastern time zone, it's really hard to do things. Uh, when you start the show, it, the show starts at um, 9 a.m. Eastern and ends at 11 Eastern. So, it's you know, the, by the time you're done with the show and by the time you wrap up and everything, the whole morning's gone. Uh, before you know it, it's afternoon. And uh, in the East Coast, it's hard to travel and make appointments and be places and do things and, and do the show at the same time. And uh, so I've had some scheduling conflicts, but I did attend some incredible things, and I do have some fantastic sound bites from my road trip uh, that I want to share with all of you, and I'll be sharing it over the next several days. Uh, there's too many clips to do them all in one day. We've got a lot to cover, <clears throat> uh, but everything today has to do with the trip pretty much, uh, and uh, it was really, really a wonderful, wonderful time, and not, a, not just a time for me to spend on vacation. It wasn't totally a vacation. The first 10 days were broadcast-oriented <clears throat> uh, in that we went to Montevallo, Alabama, as you all know. Uh, we went to Las Vegas at the National Association of Broadcasters. That whole first 10 days was business for sure, every bit of it. Uh, the second uh, portion of the trip, it was a family vacation to some degree, but I took the opportunity, as I always do, uh, because my first love is God. My second love is my wife, who's really my first love on earth, right? Uh, and uh, so God, my wife, and then my family, my children. And so I spent some time with God, family, and country. And I wrapped it all up. Everything I do in my life seems to be related to that in some way or the other. Serving family members, spending time with family members, celebrating their achievements and their uh, life landmarks and all these kind of wonderful things. And, and so we took a trip, and we flew to Florida, and we went up the East Coast. And we spent some dear time with friends and family and loved ones. And, man, it was just tremendous. And uh, we ate a lot, and we talked a lot, and we cried and laughed a lot, and we just had a marvelous, marvelous time. <clears throat> and I mentioned to you that I went to the, um, to the oldest plantation in Florida. And, man, it was an interesting plantation. Uh, as you know, I mentioned that in, in that plantation, the uh, mistress was the slave owner's wife. Now, the slave owner was white, but his wife was black. He married a black woman. So you literally had a black mistress over slaves. That's right. You had a black mistress over slaves. Very interesting. Uh, and she had plenty of standing. 
I mean, for all intents and purposes, she ran the whole plantation. You know, he'd be off on business and traveling and, and doing different things. And for the most part, the plantation, uh, as they put it in, in the, um, oh, whatever you want to call it, presentation, they put it in, in her capable hands. Very interesting statement, right? Uh, but this man didn't believe in slaves, but he believed in slaves, right? I'm not sure how you believe in slaves and all black people should be slaves, but yet your wife is a black woman who runs a plantation. She's certainly not in the slave class, I'll tell you that, right? So very interesting dynamics. And, and I find those unique situations in history to make the point, was slavery about whites over blacks and whites are superior and blacks are inferior? And in many minds, I'm sure that was the case. Without question, need not even say, but wrongfully so, obviously, right? But what about the situations that I'm pointing to now? where you had a black mistress over the slaves. A black mistress running the plantation full of slaves. A black mistress who was the wife of the plantation owner. In a sense, I guess she owned the plantation too, right? Well, kind of, because back in those days it was different, see? In our world, she would have owned the plantation too, but in their world, she was kind of property. Whether she was black or white, just a woman made her property in those days, right? Is that right? Of course not. It's wrong. Nobody should be the property of another, period, end of paragraph. Male, female, black, white, don't care. Nobody's the property of somebody else, right? You have a God-given in an autonomy under God Almighty. That's your destiny. That's your heritage as a human. You are the offspring of Almighty God is how the Bible articulates it, right? Okay, so I'm not here to disagree. I'm just here to tell you how it is. Anyway, what an incredible event that found uh, that plantation was to see and learn about and understand. And, uh, of course, we reject slavery. But many, 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 many of the, of the movers and shakers of the day, political leaders, etc. you know, we all down them in modern history today as we look back through our lens. Um, and we basically condemn them in many cases, liberals do at least, for their, you know, man, they were slave owners, they were evil, they were horrible, they were bad. Well, what about the black mistress that was the wife of the plantation owner that, ran the plantation in her capable hands, but she was black. What about her? And so oftentimes the slavery discussion was about <clears throat> slaves, one owning another, whether it be black, white, male, female. Um, it was wrong. And I'm glad we're out from under <clears throat> that wrong in America. I'm grateful for that. But I'm also not willing to look back at those people as evil. Many of them were born into the system. Many of them knew that it was wrong, agreed that it was wrong, felt that it was wrong, believed that it was wrong, did everything they could to change that wrong to a right. You don't believe me? Well, George Washington had 123 slaves uh, in his employee in, what, 1799 when he passed away, right? What was it? September 14th, I think, if memory serves. Okay. Um, he had 123 plus slaves there, and he freed them all on his death. That's General George Washington. Uh, what about the black slave owner that I gave you the example of who married a black woman? He didn't just have children with her or whatever, a Sally Hemings, whatever uh, story where they try to manipulate history or whatever and condemn a founding father. He married her and made them, her the mistress of his plantation. What do you think of them apples? See, very unique history when you really study it. And I'm not in any way accepting or endorsing slavery of any kind. I'm a, a completely against it. Okay, I don't care if it's, you know, blacks enslaving whites or whites enslaving blacks or females enslaving males or males enslaving females or any, any kind of fault line you can find that you could say one should lord over another. I reject it all.
Let me be very clear. I reject it all, ladies and gentlemen. But I will say it was the sign of the times. It was the reality they lived in. They were born into this system. And does it mean that it's okay? Of course not. But does it mean that you can't change societal reality? What about in my day? Okay, let's compare this. What about in my day? What's the greatest evil we have in our day? Their day was slavery, right? What's the greatest evil in our day? I would submit to you that abortion is. Well, they would say, well, man, abortion, Sam Bushman on his watch, you know, abortion was fine. Yeah, Sam spoke out against it, but he really didn't do anything to stop it. He really, See how you can look back at that lens in history and make me look bad, even though I've done everything that I could to reject abortion. But societally, I was born into the murderous plans. Look, man, I was born in 1967. Roe versus Wade happened in 1973. I was all of six years old when it happened. Right? I can't have any fault or blame or a responsibility for that. Nevertheless, I was born into it, so to speak, and I reject it, you know, but in our day, we can be a whole lot more vocal than in their day. A woman spoke out against something in her day, and she was a property of another. How can she, okay? Uh, the uh, murdered babies aren't speaking out, are they? See, so it's a very sordid history to a great degree, and we can look at the negatives in history. We can condemn those who are in certain circumstances related to that history. Uh, but, you know, it was a caste system that, that no doubt is not acceptable, but it is what they were born into. And you got to look at the sum of their lives of what did they do to change the game. A man like a George Washington that, rele- that freed his slaves upon his deathbed. Hey, that's huge, right? In my opinion, it really shows the character of the man. The other thing is that George and Martha, comparatively speaking, from what I understand, were very good to the slaves. Many of them were taught to read and write. Many of them had all kinds of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, increased privileges. Sometimes a black man was overseer over the slaves. How does that work when a black man's graduated overseer of fellow black men and he continues that? And he gets greater meal privileges or, or, or whatever you want to say. Uh, increased nutrition for him and his family or increased protection or how does that all work? I don't know. All I'm telling you is that Florida fan, that Florida uh, plantation was fascinating to learn about. It really was indeed interesting to say the least. And uh, I talked about it a little bit last week when we went there, but I, I wanted to just kind of double down and talk about it a little bit more in comparison to the debates of today. I'm glad for the positive changes in America, but, man, we've made plenty of gains. Women are not near as uh, abused and treated as property as they once were. That's wonderful. I'm glad women have equality to a great degree now. Uh, You know, black people had, you know, now I'm glad they have a great degree of equality. But let's not reverse discriminate. Let's not go the other way too far. Let's not let let the pendulum swing uh, negatively. Let's be wise and look at history. But I'm also feeling like we've got a lot of setbacks in our modern-day America, too. A lot of the blacks are slaves in their government-controlled, government-ran project communities, right? That's a tragedy. Uh, Women now are, on one hand, free. On the other hand, they've been turned into sex objects. In in some ways, you got that slavery above them. We're all slaves to the IRS. Look out for that, folks. When we come back, though, I want to talk about God, family, and country, shall we? On your radio in seconds. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Man, I, I, I do my very best, ladies and gentlemen, to stick with the topics at hand, but sometimes I get derailed. That, that plantation was so riveting, so educational, that I just uh, had to double down uh, and explain. Uh, really, the true history of America, when you study it, it's shocking. You got women and black women and black men literally over slaves. And, you know, in that system, they were all born with it. They all lived with it. They all, and I'm glad it's been changed. We should celebrate that change for the better. We should celebrate the change for women for the better. But we should not let the pendulum swing too far the other direction. Now people don't even know if they're a man or a woman, for heaven's sakes, Right. Well, we talked last Thursday when we were live about the National Day of Prayer. Please pray for our constitutional republic was the plea at the time. That plea remains now. We also talked about the fact that it was after watching a sports film facing the Giants, the Joseph Kennedy, then a new coach for the Bremen High School football team in Washington State was inspired to pray. Now he's in a court battle of his life. High school football coach fired for praying on the field. The justice is debating whether his religious practices were coercive or constitutionally protected. I pray for Joseph. We also talked about uh, this prayer that Dave Butts gave. He's chairman of the board for the National Day of Prayer Task Force and president of Harvest Prayer 
Ministries. We uh, read the prayer that he led for Americans in America. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, that God's authority is above and our Constitution is above the authority of any man or group of men or women, regardless of their political office or claimed authority. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really important that we understand that. Why do I go from slavery to this? Because man introduced slavery, ladies and gentlemen, not God. Right? And men today lead us off the rails just as easy as they did back in the slavery days. Just a different topic. What's better, slavery or gender euphoria where little girls don't even know if they're girls? Young men don't know if they're men. Because the media and the propaganda perverts things to the point where, wow, boy, howdy. Wait, can I say boy, howdy? I got to say girl, howdy? Wait, I need a gender non-binary pronoun for that. What would you say for that? Them, howdy? All right, I don't know. See what I mean? It's just, okay, is it worse for slavery? Is that worse? To literally mutilate the genitals of a young person that's not even accountable before God. And certainly not accountable uh, in our society where you've got to be 18 years old to even what, die for your country? You gotta be 21 years old to drink or smoke or whatever. You gotta be 16 years old to drive, 18 to vote, whatever, right? Uh, it, but you can be five and get a sex change, get a, get a gender-modifying, irreversible surgery. Okay, this is what I mean. Are we worse off or better today? It's hard for me to say. In some ways, we've come a long way, baby, and wonderful so to women and, and um, the African-American population. I think we've come a long way for the better. Wonderful. When it comes to murdering the babies amongst us, the most innocent among us, when it comes to gender euphoria or gender manipulation or propaganda or turning women into sex objects, I think we're as bad off as we've ever been. I mean, at least in their day, I'm not saying there was never a scandal, but it certainly wasn't, uh, you know, normal. Nowadays, you can cat call women and you can whatever. In those days, you had to be polite and even to call on a woman. You know, you'd need to kind of be introduced to her or something. It would be presumptuous to, right? Where have we come? We're certainly not better off, are we? Anyway, very interesting indeed. Um, I'm going to get to uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple. I went through that temple, that open house. I know we covered it a week or two ago about how uh, a lot of dignitaries and congressmen and senators and rich and famous uh, people, entertainment people, etc. We're all going through the Washington, D.C. temple. It's a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple, open house, uh, and we covered it. And then I mentioned that I was going to go. Well, I did go. And I took, uh, I did a soundbite while I was finishing uh, my tour of that temple that I want to play for you guys in the next segment. I was going to do it this segment, but, but I'm not going to get to it. Obviously, I talk too much and get too derailed, and I digress and everything else. But, you know, hopefully it'll be educational and entertaining. And hopefully when I switch topics, it won't be too confusing for y'all. But we'll get to that. Um, I was also in, um, let's see, Charleston, South Carolina. Is that what it is? Yeah. I was there, man. It's one of the most riveting uh, historical cities I've ever been to. It was just incredible. We went on a horse carriage tour. And uh, the guide did a good job, and I played back some of the audio from that event, that guide tour, uh, last week, I think it was. But I want to talk a little bit more about it because there was some interesting things that were mentioned that I did not get on uh, my um, interview or my chronologue of that, if you will. And there's some terms that I found fascinating. 
Do you know what a single home tax is, Cameron? Neither did I. Do you know what a frontage tax is, Cameron? Well, neither did I. Do you know what a windows tax is, Cameron? Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, man. No, not windows like on your computer, buddy. Come on now. They didn't have them computers back then. <laughs> a frontage tax literally had to do with, in back in the day, the colonial times, the way they would tax your home is by how much frontage your home had. Frontage meaning how much faced the street of your home. Right? Do you have a really wide home where a lot of it's on the frontage? Or do you have a really narrow home where there's a lot of limited frontage? Well, they had what they called single homes. And what that meant was the homes were very, very narrow. In other words, getting the least amount of frontage they could get, one room wide. And then the homes went very deep back into the lot. And the reason why is because they were taxed on how much frontage their home used of the street. And so if you had a two, you know, double wide or triple wide, two or three or four rooms in the front, you're going to be taxed big time. If you had only one room in the front, a narrow room, and then your home went back deep, in other words, then your taxes would be less. That's what a frontage, a single home, a frontage tax is. A window tax is, we're going to tax your home on how many windows you have, Cameron. Yeah. You know, now... Some houses, you've ever heard of a glass house, right? I mean, I lived next to some neighbors growing up. They had a glass house almost. I'm telling you, every room was just window everywhere. They would have been taxed beyond imagination. <laughs> but they did. They had a windows tax. How many windows do you have? Or sometimes it would be a frontage combined with a windows tax. How many windows do you have across the front of your home? See, I've got one window across the front of my house. That's it. See, I, can, I wouldn't be taxed very hard, see? How many windows are across the front of your house, Cameron? You got more than one, don't you? Four? Whoa. See, buddy, you're going to be taxed big time, bro. Yeah, that taxed Cameron out of existence. <laughs> I just say, see, this is weird stuff, stuff I've never even heard of. The ways to tax are kind of like the ways to sin. They're endless. It's just, wow. Anyway, so I learned about a single home tax. A frontage tax, a windows tax, right? I learned about that from that uh, at carriage ride. I didn't know they had such things. I really didn't, folks. When I had no idea about that kind of stuff. And it just goes to show that, you know, we seem to romance yesteryear as if it was something awesome and there were no negatives. They had a lot of problems in their time, too. They had a lot of, no doubt the revolution was because of the, a lot of these problems, right? So let's not romance ourselves into thinking things were wonderful then and everything was free then and now we're just tyrannical and everything was free before, but oh, you know, we've lost a lot. There's truth to a lot of that. There really is. They never had near as many laws on the books as we have and, you know, they could have never written a book in their day about how many felonies you commit without even knowing it every single day and all this kind of stuff. But they had a lot of problems in their day, too. They had the frontage tax. They had the windows tax. They had the single home tax. They had, And they had a lot of rules in their city, too. And uh, they had a lot of tyrannical things that were very frustrating for them as well. Why do I bring this up? It's because history is so rich and so fascinating and so interesting. But I also bring it up in addition to that because I want us to realize that Let's not just live in the past thinking they were free and we're tyrant. You know, in our world, it's all tyr tyranny. 
and there's no hope for us in the future. There was hope for them, and there's hope for us now. And the greatest hope is in religious freedom. The greatest hope is in that we can move the needle. I mean, they didn't in their day have the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org either, to fight taxes at every single level. A think tank with funding and guidance to help you reduce taxes and create tax accountability in your area, in your sphere. So we've got a lot of tools they never had as well. Let's romance our time for a bit and say we've got a lot of freedoms. And let's spend our time being the heroes that retain those liberties, just as our founders did. Shall we? All right, my review of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Temple Open House, coming up in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. According to AAA, the national average for a gallon of regular gasoline set a new record today at $4.40 a gallon. That's up three cents from yesterday and up $1.42 over last year at this time. And this driver tells NBC News. They're ridiculous, man. Can't, you know, seem like you're working for gas. A 15-gallon fill-up costs around 21 bucks more this year than last. An escaped inmate is back behind bars in Alabama. Casey White was arraigned last night after arriving from Indiana. That's where he was caught Monday with the corrections officer accused of walking him out of jail on her last day of work. Vicki White, no relation, shot herself in the head as police closed in and died hours later. It's believed they had a romantic relationship for at least two years. USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-9336. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-9336. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-9336. 800-444-9336. New developments overnight on the war in Ukraine. The country has stopped the flow of gas from a Russian pipeline to Europe. This is affecting one of two key entry points. The natural gas pipeline operator says it handles nearly a third of Russian gas passing through Ukraine, which has been a major route since Russia invaded 11 weeks ago. The suspension is due to interference from occupying forces, including the apparent siphoning of gas. Election results are in from two state primaries. 
In Nebraska, Jim Pellin beat out eight other candidates to win the Republican nomination for governor. Charles Herbster was one of them. He's been accused of groping several women and conceded the race. In West Virginia, the former President Trump-endorsed candidate, Representative Alex Mooney, won the GOP primary in the 2nd District. He was up against another incumbent for the only House seat available. The Pennsylvania primary set to take place next week. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. It is about God, family, and country on this broadcast, and uh, I'm doing my best to kind of summarize the uh, incredible uh, road trip we had, 22-plus days on the road, just incredible. Uh, and I went to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints open house. All the big dignitaries and, you know, uh, famous people and congressmen and senators and very well-connected people went. And, you know, it's free to go. So if you want to go, please do. You can sign up uh, and go. Anyway, I went, <clears throat> and it was an incredible experience. And here's my thoughts as I exited uh, the temple event. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman broadcasting live from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I'm actually in Maryland, Kensington, Maryland, and I'm at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints open house for the temple. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple uh, is considered the Washington, D.C. temple. And I'm just exiting the doors now. Uh, there's a large, large, incredible crowd, by the way. It's a wonderful, cool, rainy Saturday morning. It's absolutely beautiful. And I wanted to describe the tour for those who may not be able to make it to Washington, D.C. But for those who can make it, it is a must do. It is free. You can go to churchofjesuschrist.org to get tickets. I think the website's dctemple.org as well that you can go to. Um, dctemple.org. And it's an incredible uh, experience to behold, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's something that is very interesting. You put coverings over your feet uh, when you enter the temple because it's such a sacred, hollowed ground, if you will. Anyway, so we drove to the temple, and when you do so, uh, you get on the beltway, and when you drive, instantly the beltway can be seen. Or, I'm sorry, when you're on the beltway, the temple can be seen, and it's absolutely stunning, uh, beautiful. It just appears. One second it's not there, one second it's there. It's a beautiful uh, building at night, from what I understand. It's lit up. Okay, then give very beautiful uh, temple that you can see. In the day it's beautiful, in the night it's even more beautiful. It's lit and it's lighted up as a symbol of Christ. Uh, anyway, it's a very rainy day today. But as we went into the temple, uh, you first go in and you go all the way downstairs to the basement floor of the temple where they have a baptismal font. And the baptismal font is on 12 oxen, representing the 12 apostles of Christ. And uh, in these temples, they do baptisms for the dead. 
uh, as I mentioned before, that is scriptural. It is in the Bible where they talk about where would we be without our dead. Uh, anyway, uh, so there are baptisms for the dead. It's so that everyone has an opportunity to be baptized. And it's done by proxy. So living men and women are baptized for their ancestors. It's turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. So we started out in the baptismal font, which is basically the first ordinance of the gospel. You first exercise faith under repentance. And then you are baptized for the remission of sins. And then you have the land on of hands to receive the gift of, of the Holy Ghost. And so it's one of the first ordinances. And as you continue uh, going through the temple, you continue to rise. Not only do you go up, representing uh, returning to our Heavenly Father, but you also increase in light. In other words, light, knowledge, and understanding of the Savior's teachings. And as you go up and experience greater light and greater height, uh, you make covenants along the way. Covenant is a two-way promise. We promise that we'll keep the commandments of God as given to us, and God promises us that one day, if we remain faithful and keep the commandments and enduring to the end, that we can live with Him, meaning God our Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, uh, once again. And so it's a great opportunity, and as we go through the beautiful temple, it's very symbolic. Everything on the walls, everything... Uh, the murals, the paintings, the pictures, the um, huh? ornamented uh, building, all points to things that relate to Christ and to our discipleship as we follow Christ. Uh, and in the temples we make these covenants and eventually the pinnacle is a room where you have the opportunity to reflect on the Savior called the celestial room. In the Bible, we're, we're taught about three degrees of glory, the moon, the sun, and the stars. The sun being the celestial, if you will. And there's a room nicknamed the celestial room, or called the celestial room, that lets you reflect on your relationship with Christ and lets you focus on your life's mission relating to um, your following of your follow, following of or discipleship of Christ. And when you uh, reflect there, then eventually you go to the ultimate covenant you make, which is marriage. Uh, forever. And so you make eternal covenants as husband and wife to be married for time and for all uh, eternity. That's the pinnacle of the Mormon temple uh, view. So you go there with the purpose of learning about Christ. You become like Christ as you learn of Christ's plan, of God's plan for each of us. And if you, as you commit to follow the plan, you make covenants and agree with the Lord to do the best you can for certain things. And in return, your Father in Heaven makes a covenant promising us blessings. If we keep His commandments, uh, He will bless us and protect us. And eventually one day, uh, we can live with Him again. It's a very biblical view. We started with our Father in Heaven. We come to Earth to get a body, to learn to keep His commandments. And then we return to our Father in Heaven once again if we're faithful and willing. Well, the temple symbolizes that very plan. And everything in the temple that is done honors that. It is not secret, but it is indeed very sacred, holy ground, if you will. And uh, the symbols, 
the teachings, everything is congruent with this plan of our Father in Heaven for His children to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Now we're outside of the temple, and I didn't want to broadcast in the temple. It's too sacred of a place. So I uh, summarized on our way out, but now we're sitting, standing by a body of water. It's a pool, a fountain uh, of water. Very beautiful. It's a cool day outside, but it's a very spiritual, sacred experience when you go to the temple. The feelings that you uh, experience and the closeness to God uh, you can feel if you're willing to be quiet and still and pay attention to those feelings. Anyway, uh, Mormons are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mormon is just a nickname, as you know. But the Church of Jesus Christ has had temples uh, ever since its restoration. Uh, and it really echoes back to the temple of old um, that was documented in the Bible. And these temples today represent that. And there are hundreds of temples now uh, around the world which symbolize these same things. And in the, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints religion, there are meeting houses, which are just church buildings, where people gather together in congregations called wards. A group of congregations is called a stake. So there are two main buildings in the church. Well, actually, three crucial buildings. One is stake centers, which is another name for ward houses or congregation houses or church buildings. The second one are temples, which we've just been describing, the temples in which covenants are made and eternal marriages are performed, baptisms for the dead by proxy, by proxy are performed. So I, when I go through uh, the temple over and over and over, I'm doing baptisms for those who can't do it for themselves. I'm not doing it for myself. The temple is a very selfless act of service every time you attend. The first time you go, you go for yourself. Every time thereafter you go, you go through for someone else by proxy in an effort to help all mankind to receive the covenants that our Father in Heaven wants to give us. Um, anyway, so there's church buildings where you go to church and have congregations. There's temples where you make sacred and you make and keep sacred covenants. And then there's our homes, the family home. The family is the center uh, of the church or the center of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you will. The church is in support of the family. So the third crucial building for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is our homes, home-based church home-based learning. It's where husbands and wives teach their children about the gospel of Christ. It's where learning and love and the teaching of the next generation takes place. Homes are also a very sacred uh, thing. Anyway, that's my summary of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple uh, and the opportunity that I had to go through that temple. dctemple.org and if anybody wants to Go ahead and learn more about it. You can do so. Anybody who wants to enter can do so as well. And you can attend the temple open house yourself. After the open house, after everybody has a chance to go through and learn about what's done in the temples, remember they're sacred, not secret. After everybody has a chance to learn about what's done in the sacred temples of our God, then a dedication, a sacred prayer takes place, and the temple is dedicated. And then only members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who have made covenants and promises who have a temple recommend uh, are allowed to go into the temple at that point because of the sacred nature and the covenants made and hopefully kept in those sacred temples. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I apologize for all my breathing in that. As I listen back, I go, wow, Sam, uh, it, I was hiking up and down stairs and going through doorways and going inside and outside, and I was doing all these different things during the interview, so sorry about my breathing. I'm literally hiking around uh, while I'm telling you my experiences uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Temple. Quick pause, more in seconds on your radio. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello, those things on the side of your head aren't turnips. But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what you did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a bunch of sound bites from my different uh, events and stuff like that. I'm also using a tape recorder to record all these. It's not as good as quality of audio. It's, it's, it, the microphone is designed to pick up everything around you. And as a result, it picks up my breathing as I'm hiking around and doing different things. And I'm not just basically in a broadcast studio or whatever. I'm literally out and about in the places uh, that I'm talking about. I had the chance to visit the National Archives. And here's what happened. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in the National Archives building of the United States of America in the nation's capital. And we're able to come in. It's not very crowded. It's a super rainy day. Uh, but it's just amazing inside. We went and saw the different ratifications of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution from different states. But then there's the originals. And the original Declaration of Independence is very, very faded, very hard to read. But you can see it under glass. They won't let you take any pictures, no photography at all uh, in the room. 
But we saw the Declaration of Independence, we saw the Bill of Rights, and we saw the Constitution for the United States of America. The Constitution is broken out page by page in separate cases. So you've got the seven uh, articles, and then you've got the um, separate broken out signatures page where you can see all the signers uh, of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Very neat uh, display, very interesting. You know, remember though, when it comes to uh, these important documents, no doubt it's in, uh, fascinating to see the originals. No doubt the preservation thereof is uh, very important. But understand that, you know, the Constitution handbook that you may have in your hand that you get from the Constitutional Sher Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association or uh, other groups, patriot groups, the Constitution booklet that many sheriffs keep in their pocket, uh, or patriots that keep in their pocket to have a, a moment's notice to refer to, that is just as valid as the original documents. And understand even more important than the original documents and or the replica that you may have in your hand, uh, what's really important is the principles written in the hearts and minds of Americans, uh, the application of the checks and balances, the knowledge of the the knowledge of the uh, principles that are taught in the Declaration of Independence, the separation of powers, the jurisdictional checks and balances, the laying out of responsibilities, the not only laying out of responsibilities, but what's not laid out as a responsibility by nature is not a responsibility. So when we read the presidential responsibilities, we understand that, hey, that's the responsibility of the president. But all other powers, authorities, etc., are delegated to some other branch, some other jurisdiction of government. That's just as important to remember. And so as I reflect on the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution for the United States of America, I understand these checks and balances. I understand this jurisdictional separations. I understand that from the Declaration of Independence, they derive their just power from the consent of the governed. That means that they all get limited pieces of power, dual sovereignties between the states and the federal government, the separation of powers uh, between all three branches of government. These things are critical to understand. And as we reflect on these precious documents, we need to realize that it's in the hearts and minds of a moral, religious population where these principles can take root and prosper and where, uh, if we're not very careful, we can lose our liberty. You know, even if we were to have the complete loss of the original Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and the Constitution, the documents have been preserved for us thanks to modern printing presses and capabilities to where, you know, we all have a copy. Now the question is, will it be written in our hearts and in our minds? Will we, the people, insist on these principles? Uh, will we insist on the appropriate delegation of authority? Will we insist on jealously guarding uh, our authority based on we the people, based on the given states, based on the general government, this limited authority, based on the checks and balances and the separation of powers. Will we uh, have this 
continually before us. Our founding fathers, when asked what kind of government we have, they said, you have a republic if you can keep it. They're talking about the preservation of these principles. If you, you meaning we, the people, understand and preserve these things and insist on jealously guarding our liberties, insist on the checks and balances, insist on these principles, then we shall have success without it. We're in serious trouble. So although I revere the documents that we just are able to see right here on the National Archives, I also want to make it very clear that they're, they're important. We should protect them, but it is not essential. What is essential is that we understand and preserve these principles and that we the people do it. It's not an individual discussion. It's a collective discussion. We the people refers to a collective. But we also need to realize that a collective is made up of individuals. Individuals either have an education and they're educated to become this great educated collective, this great moral religious collective, or we individually are not educated and then the collective uh, is simply lost because the individuals that make up the collective have lost their education and therefore their liberty. Just as the family is the fundamental unit of society, the population is the collective of we the individual educated Americans who can preserve liberty individually and as a country. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the audio in that. I, I listen to my breathing and I'm just mortified. It's just like, oh my goodness gracious. But again, I'm hiking around, I'm walking around, I'm, I'm going up and down stairs, I'm, I'm with people and I'm, I'm carrying uh, things. And I'm, anyway, it's, um, we're doing the best we can to, to bring these things to you really live as they really unfold on my trip, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I don't know if you know, but <clears throat> you go into there and you think, man, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the originals are so sacred. And they, they literally don't even <clears throat> bring the original documents out. The ones that you see under lock and key are really replicas because the originals are so faded so uh i don't know what you want to call it old that any anytime you expose sunlight to them it just destroys the documents and such like that but what happens if we lose these documents have we lost something we've lost some historical relevance for sure but i don't believe we've lost what really matters that is the view in the hearts and minds of the people um i don't know if you know but there's a movie about this ladies and gentlemen called National Treasure. It's a 2004 uh, movie, The Declaration of Independence, and what happens is there's a plot summary from IMDb. Riley and Ben attempt to convince Abigail that somebody is attempting to steal the Declaration of Independence because of an invisible treasure map on the back. They tried to visit the or convince the FBI and the Department of Justice and everything and failed. Abigail doesn't believe them and kicks them out uh, as well. Anyway, it's an interesting movie. It's not real, but it's sure fun and interesting. And on one hand, you think it's ridiculous. On the other hand, it's a great movie. Have you seen the movie National Treasure, uh, Cameron? All right, you got to see the movie National Treasure, my friend. It's kind of a fun movie. And it, in a way, it's preposterous. Some of the things that happen on, the, on, on one hand are preposterous. Uh, but when you really kind of take a deeper look at this movie, number one, it's a lot of fun to watch. And so I watched it that night after visiting the National Archives, because it's, it, the scenes are just so, man, I was just there. That was cool kind of a thing. Um, I've known about the movie for a long time. We've seen it plenty of times. I've probably seen it, I don't know, five or six times myself. It's a great movie. Uh, but anyway, I, I bring it up because, you know, the idea of it maybe being st stolen in the way that it was. And uh, anyway, Ben and Riley steal it because they've got to stop the real thieves from stealing it. And 
anyway, I don't want to ruin too much of the story. But the reason that I tell you all about this, about National Treasures, because really, is the Declaration of Independence, is the Constitution, is the Bill of Rights being stolen in our time? Not physically, not the paper, not the actual document, maybe. But is it being stolen because of the education or lack thereof in government schools? Is it being stolen because the derision of the media and the propaganda by the media and the government and the major? Is it being stolen by presidents and courts and congressional uh, groups and violating their oaths of office and violating the checks and balances that made them? Are we losing it? Is it being stolen from us? By all means necessary, so that in the hearts and minds of the people of the next generation, they know not their heritage, they know not their history, they know not the sacredness and the value of the Founding Fathers' quest to bring about a Declaration of Independence, to bring about a Constitution with checks and balances, to bring about the greatest country on the face of the earth, to bring about a light on a hill, right? Is it being stolen from us? through so many other ways and other means. And really this movie, although it's a lot of fun to watch, really kind of, in my mind, brings that to your attention. And as I highlight this, wow, the National Archives, you can hardly even read the documents, folks. Are they being lost physically? Are they being lost spiritually? Are they being lost fundamentally or figuratively in our minds and in our hearts of we the people individually and the collective? And is it being done intentionally to steal it from us? Well, I believe the answer is a resounding yes. And it is my prayer that we change that. It is our efforts on the Loving Liberty Radio Network that we change that. Thus, the lineup of incredible talk show hosts around the clock and podcasters around the clock bring America to life. Focus on what we're losing and most importantly, focus on solutions to how we can bring it back. Look, all is not lost. Okay, Neither was in this incredible movie, The National Treasure, or National Treasure 2004. Uh, you know what? Good people are doing good things. And I believe that there are those who will try to steal our liberties from us, steal our Constitution, steal our Declaration of Independence, steal our Bill of Rights, steal our scriptures, steal the things that make men and women greater than they are by turning to God Almighty. Okay, they're going to try to steal all that from us. But if you believe in George Washington's vision, as I do, they will not succeed, ladies and gentlemen. Good people like Ben and Riley and eventually Abigail and Ben's father and others do come to the rescue. And we do preserve the nation. We do preserve liberty as we await our Savior's return. What a wonderful message. What a wonderful blessing that knowledge, that hope is. And what a wonderful opportunity it is to be part of the solutions at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. Lovingliberty.net, free radio, free education, free opportunities, all available at your fingertips with ways that you can participate in the solutions as well. I am Sam Bushman. Hopefully it was educational and entertaining. We the people declare, God save the republic. This nation shall endure.
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for May 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and the goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. He's on the road, ladies and gentlemen. He's been on the road for a long time. Yeah. Since what? March 19th? Amazing. April 19th. April 19th. I'm sorry. April the 19th, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to think about that and go, it's already May. What the heck's going on? Anyway, (laughs) April 19th, ladies and gentlemen, he knows because he's feeling every single inch of it. Who is he? His name is Tom Jones. He's a well-known extreme athlete in the ultra-endurance world. But best of all, he runs for charities. He runs for a purpose. This time it's the sacred cause of liberty. Why is Tom Jones running 76 marathons in 76 days? Uh, Let's hear it in your own words, Tom. Well, it's to reignite patriotism in the United States of America uh, we're kind of focused on the youth, and we're trying to reignite patriotism in the youth so that we can carry this great country forward. Unitedwepledge.org, ladies and gentlemen, is where you can keep an eye on Tom's run. He literally took off April 19th in Montevallo, Alabama. We covered it live then. He's been on the road since. Uh, how many marathons down? How many to go, Tom? We're in the 23 right now. Uh, today's day number 23, so 22 and a half down and a half to go for today. But, uh, yeah, we're coming to you from the House of Pain. We've uh, taped up every part of our body, and we're still uh, still cooking. All right, so it's basically 22 down, 56 to go, right? Uh, 22 and a half, but, yeah. <laughs> wow, all right. So tell me how it's gone, then. I know when you take off, it's a lot of fanfare and fun and the shot heard around the world you know kicked off your your campaign and everything else but now that you're kind of in the middle of it 22 down uh you know it's a significant portion it's not one or two or three or five it's well into the uh trip there um how you feeling sir well you know it, it's it's all fun until it's not uh you know uh, it's listen it's it's grueling it's a house of pain and we have to just overcome stuff all the time. And I believe it's a lot like our, what our founding fathers went through. Uh, you know, they sacrificed everything to give us this great country and the liberties that we uh, enjoy and so many of us take for granted. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling their pain, and that's fine. Hashtag quit proof one is where you can follow what's going on on Twitter and uh, uh, Facebook and everything else, right? Yeah, it's uh, Instagram, but yeah, that'll, that'll get you to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the founding fathers did the same thing. They sacrificed everything. So, you know, Sam, it comes down to what are you willing to give to get, you know, and the, our founding fathers gave everything so that we can enjoy this great country. And I am determined to keep that legacy going strong in any way that I can. I want to know what is the hardest part for you? Is it mental? 
Of course. It's a mental game. Every every morning that I wake up, I'm like, oh, no, it's 530 in the morning. Uh, and, and it's just getting over these, you know, these mental hurdles. Uh, we were in, in, you know, Texas in front of Texas A&M the other day. It was just pouring down rain and the sheriffs came out to me and they're like, um, like, you shouldn't be here. And I'm like, well, I gotta be here. And they're like, there's a lightning storm going on. Like, you know, so we just, it's, it's just a matter of not being willing to give up and quit because there's every single solitary reason, every minute of the day to, to, you know, give up the ghosts and go the other way. And again, I just take it right back to the founding fathers. I mean, and the revolutionary war, what those guys went through and what they sacrificed, those guys and those gals went through and they sacrificed is a, was huge. The same as uh, same as we're going through. So yeah, it's a 90% mental, 10% physical and a hundred percent grueling. But it feels all physical, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does, man. The it, the mind and the body are, are uh, playing tandem, and their job is to get you to, like, give it up and quit and chill out and relax. So, uh, But we refuse to do that and just keep pressing on. I want to know what goes through your mind when the sheriff comes out and says, listen, son, you shouldn't be doing this. This is insane. What what goes through your mind then? Uh, well, what goes through my mind is first it's like no, I'm not going to get off the road, and I mean it is pouring down rain and there's lightning all over the place. And first he walks up to me, he's like, "Are you, are you okay? Are you crazy?" And I'm like, "Well, kind of. Why do you ask? You know?" And so uh, he's like, "Well, there's lightning going off everywhere," and, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I see that. <laughs> you know, what's your point? Because you need to get off the road, man." Like, you're going to get zapped. And uh, I was like, well, you know, okay, you guys live around here. You're probably right. But, you know, that just meant that I had to make up three miles the following day. So it's, uh, it's you know, what goes through my mind is, like, it's just this undaunting will to keep going, really. And uh, it's the OODA loop. Observe, orient, decide, act. Uh you know, what's going on right now? How do I have to orient to it? I have to make decisions and then take action on those decisions. But orient to it, and I really want to focus on this loop a little bit, uh, Tom, because I think it's critical. Orient to it means not only, excuse me, not only deal with it up front and orient yourself in a, a very real way, but it's also keep the big picture in focus at the same time, right? Yeah, it's observe, observe like what's going on orient like okay what do i have to what what changes do i have to make to to make this work you know make a decision based on that and then act and then the other big thing that that i do that is a mental game is is w-i-r-m i have a witness or a sentinel in my mind that that alerts me that things are going south mentally uh you interdict that with a power statement like stop no don't go down that road redirected into positivity like easy day we got this uh, feeling good looking good ought to be in hollywood that kind of stuff and then uh, maintain that new state of mind so it's just a matter of uh, you know using a few tools and um, just you know like nemo just keep swimming just keep swimming <laughs> so how does nature help you tom when you get out there in the morning and right before you start there might be kind of a moment where you nod your head in prayer lord help me get through this and do my duty and do what I'm called to do and everything. 
Is there a moment of, of nature when you hear the birds and when you hear, do you get encouraged by that? I, I do. And I don't, I mean, I do. Yeah. For that, for that moment. And then nature is the nature's the beast. For example, uh, yesterday afternoon, I'm, I'm literally running in 90 plus degree scorching heat, just pounding down on me. And, uh, you know, at that point, I'm kind of cursing nature, <laughs> but, you know, it's just part of uh, what we have to go through to, to get through it. So, um, again, I take it right back to the Revolutionary War, man, what those guys went through and those girls went through to give us our freedoms, I, I believe, were the extreme sacrifice as well. And I think those would be great questions to ask them as well. You know, when what you get you up and you get know? ready to go face the battle, you know, do you hear the bird sing and so on and so forth? And you take a deep breath and you go in there and you get some, you know? What do you want us to know? I know we're kind of on the sidelines. It's pretty easy for me, kind of an armchair quarterback, to say, hey, this is really cool there, Tom. <laughs> but what do you want us yeah. to know? How, what do you want us to feel? I want you to feel that freedom, family, faith, and being good constitutional law-abiding citizens is important and it's important enough to go out and make huge sacrifices for to keep in place. This is the best country on the planet Earth, and we need to do everything that we can to keep it that way. And I feel like patriotism over the past 15 years has been in decline, in fact, possibly under attack in our country. And I'm doing everything I can to push back the other way and, and keep our country, the great country that, that we you know, Sam have grown up and loved and enjoyed and generations before us and hopefully generations after us. So what I want you to know is, is this American village um, that's in Montebello, Alabama is an incredible place that allows kids and families to actually become part of the story of the American revolution and the constitution. And the one that we are going to do groundbreaking for on July 2nd in Utah to build one on the West coast is just as important. So Get involved, man. Support us. That's what I want you to know. Tom, are the people coming out to see you? Yeah. Yeah, people are coming out to see us. Stop with us. Run with us. Um, we're getting great support as far as the community goes. So, yeah, people are embracing it, and um, and and we're embracing them. All right, I've got to find the best place to come and see you. I'm going to come and literally broadcast as you go by somewhere on the trail. And I'm going to team, uh, team up with your, your guys, your videographer and, and Ryan and others uh, surrounding you. you got a whole team doing a great job. I want to recommend or I want to commend them and thank them for their work, too. They may not like the quarterback. They may not get their uh, day in the sun to some degree, but we want to recognize them and thank them for their work. I'm going to coordinate with them and I'm going to, I'm going to find a place to meet you on the trail. Uh, I'm going to be there when you arrive, obviously as well, but I'm going to come somewhere along the trail uh, and just say, hi, I can't let you just run this whole thing and not even take the time in my air conditioned vehicle to come and at least see you. This is the kind of stuff. Yeah. You're going to really come out. <laughs> yeah. You're going to come out to the happy trails. And, and yes, my team is everything without my team. I would have been stopped a long time ago. So I've got huge uh, debt to them. They're they're incredible. Ryan Murtha and my uh, 27 year old, my 27 year uh, trainer, Nick. I can't thank them enough. And Sam, I can't thank you enough and your team. We'll check in in a week or two, sir. Keep running, Tom Jones. Everybody, Godspeed, sir.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Hashtag quit proof one, ladies and gentlemen, on the gram. Check it out, man. Tom is running. And Ryan Murtha's documenting the whole thing. Welcome to the broadcast, Ryan. Hey, Sam. Thanks. Glad to be here. <laughs> when you watch this guy run every single day and go through this mental just, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to put words around it. What do you think <laughs> is the up-close document guy? I mean, it's just the guy is unstoppable, right? We're out here, as he's talked about, the heat, the humidity, the rain, uh, vehicles. Like, it's a struggle. But one thing that Tom is is he's quit-proof, like his nickname. He just he keeps going. doesn't matter if he's going slow or fast. He's just – he's the little engine that could, and he just keeps – he keeps moving until he can't. You've been with him for a long time, right? Uh, I have been with Tom just under a year. He and I connected last July, and I started doing uh, photography, videography, and kind of helping him revamp uh, his image because he just hadn't had a lot of uh, modern documentation. You, you look him up, and you see all this great footage, um, but it's all old, but he's still out there working his butt off. And, um, and it's there, footage from other people, though, not from it, it's footage from other people, not from an inside point of view uh, from his team is kind of the difference, too. No. Right. Correct. Yeah. It's 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 one off of of either people coming out for like news or 
uh, from like broadcast fights, that kind of a thing. Um, it's never been, at least to my understanding, from from the inside out and kind of seeing like the ins and outs of the day, the nitty gritty of waking up at five, five thirty if he's lucky, stretching, getting deep heavy massages, chugging shakes, eating food, and then staring outside thinking, what am I doing? Why did I do this to myself? Why? He knows why, but you're, you're, it, it's when the cameras are off, so to speak. And so I got a GoPro that I turn on. I got little mics that I set up, and I'm trying to capture as much of all of the 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 other side of it where it's like, man, I don't want to do this, but I got to do this, you know? Hey, Ryan, are you familiar with Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, yes, I, I couldn't speak uh, intelligently, but I do know. I know, but but you know oh, Tevye, yeah, the main character, or whatever, and he's always mm-hmm. talking to God, and he's like, "Why, why, <laughs> why yeah. be, couldn't I? Couldn't it be? Does Tom have those kind of moments?" Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I'll go out. One of the things, I mean, he's inspired me. I mean, I I do work out, but I've been running with him or in his vicinity to not throw off his jam. But there are. So many times, especially when it gets really hot or when certain parts of his body start to yell back at him saying, what are you doing, Tom? Um, But he's like, please, why? Just keep moving. Just go. And I hear him saying it, and he's like, you know, it would have been easier if I decided to to just uh, do 20 miles. Or he's like, yeah, that would have been a cakewalk. It's the last... 6.2 6.2 that's kicking my butt or ah, oh, you know I should have just biked this that would have been even easier but here I am questioning myself but I'm not going to stop so he just goes and he goes every day to make sure that he's doing his his thing to do the best that he can do every day to keep up to what he uh, what he promised to do alright ladies and gentlemen on the Instagram quit proof one is the hashtag unitedrepledge.org slash V2V is where you can keep track of his running and what's happening with Tom all the time. Uh, one thing is to document this this trek, if you will, this incredible 76 marathons and 76-day trek, right? That's yeah. one thing. And you've got 22 marathons down, 56 to go, so you've got a lot still to document, a lot going on uh, on, on, the, on the trek. Uh, but is this going to mm-hmm. be turned into eventually a a Tom Jones uh, epic athlete documentary? Is that where we're going with this thing? That is that is my goal, Sam. Um, I had sat down and uh, did a really deep interview with Tom a few months ago before this even started to get his life story. And along the way, I mean, obviously you get the cool running shots, whether it's a picture or video or via drone. Um, but every week, I'm trying to make sure to sit down with him on the couch in the RV and say, how's it going? What's your struggle right now? Um, and then, as I said, like I've got a GoPro mounted in my car with a, with a, with a mic. So when he's cooling down and he's just sitting there sweating and bleeding and talking about toenails falling off or shin or knee or back, any of that, um, I'm capturing it all because I want the people to be able to see the the ups and downs of this. I mean, it's doing what he is doing for 76 consecutive days 
is a beast and it's not all rainbows and horseshoes. It's, it's happiness. It's sadness. It's, it's dealing with life in addition to the physical side and the mental challenges, you know, like you got family back home, all those kind of things like that all, that all still happens even if you're away for 76 days plus all that extra couple of days for traveling to and from, you know? Tell me this. Is this the hardest thing he's ever done? You know, or do you think there's been harder I, feats. I, you know, that is a good question for him. However, I think based on being on the ground with him, I think this is probably the biggest feat. Because, I mean, here's the thing, right? He's 59 years old. And yeah, he's athletic as he can be. But when he did 121 back in the day, he was like, yeah, I ran the 121 marathons. And then when I did the New York City one, I ran it in four hours and four minutes. And and now he's not quitting, but he's a lot slower. And, I, and he's definitely like, man, my body is hurting. So I, I think this is probably his biggest challenge. And that's that's from my outside perspective. But it's definitely, I think it's up there for him. Yeah, the reason I say that, though, is because uh, it also depends on where you're going. You know, when you run from Alabama to the Rocky Mountains, I don't think you just are on level ground there, Ryan. No, a hundred percent. And what one of the things that we were, like, finding is so when we were uh, in our last place in, in Shreveport, we we had found a, a good community center that had a nice, like, mile loop that he could just keep going around. But there was a bit of an incline on both ends of the mile, and it just started beating up on his shins, and he's like, "Okay, we gotta, I gotta find some places that are pretty flat because this is now destroying me, uh, in in a different way that I wasn't expecting." So as he had mentioned earlier, like the Oodle Loop, we've got plans, and we observe, orient, decide, and then act. So yesterday, when he was running around the RV in the 90 degree heat, <laughs> I went out and was reconning places to be like hey do we got shade here oh hey this is pretty shady it's pretty flat i can be nearby you um because one of the places we were in shreveport was right around uh the red river it was a beautiful trail uh however with it being 90 degrees with a ton of humidity feeling like 100 i could only be by him at three spots and there was a two mile gap between those so if he went down there was no way to get to him. So it's one of those things where we're like, okay, how can I be there to either run to give him water or I can almost keep eyes on him at all time um, just in case something happens, you know, or if he's like, Hey, I need you to do some roadside massage assistance and start trying to work out any um, kinks in the muscles uh, before we get home to the ultra talented knit who knows how to really work out the muscles. This is something that's beyond imagination. I know you got to fly. Uh, I'm going to have you back on uh, every week or two or three. I, I don't want to be too obnoxious, but I want to I want to really document this from a radio side too, and I want to get information from both of you. I'm hoping to get. Uh, is it Nate? That's the muscle guy. Nate, yeah, Nate. He's he's Nate. pretty quiet. He's not a. Uh, he's kind of camera slash uh, microphone shy. I'd say. I pull out my camera and he starts going and trying to hide from me and I'm saying, Hey, what are you doing? You're on the team. I Wait, he's he's got to come. Tell him he's got to come on the radio with me and document the nutrition and the kind of the muscle side of this stuff. Cause look, these are things that I believe are very unique in history. 
like never been done yeah. before stuff. You know, you're talking about running through the Rocky Mountains to get to, to St. George. You know, it, look, St. George is, what, 2,200 feet in the air uh, compared to sea level yeah. or something like that? Something like that. So, yeah, I don't I don't so, know the specifics, but, yeah, it's going to be. You know, so we're not just talking about just running on flat ground or running on a track, ladies and gentlemen, that's like oval and it's all good and stuff. We're talking about real life, real world. But anyway, Ryan, we'll have you back, my friend. God bless you and Godspeed. We'll keep an eye on all that you're doing, brother, and we'll come out and see you guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Ryan Murtha, ladies and gentlemen, supporting Tom Jones. He's running 76 marathons in 76 days. UnitedWePledge.org for more details. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The heat is on for much of the country as millions of people are bracing for temperatures expected to jump 15 to 25 degrees across states from Colorado to Indiana. The warmer weather beginning today and will continue tomorrow in Minnesota, Michigan and Wisconsin, where it could get into the 90s. Inflation slowed slightly in April for the first time since last August. Figures out this morning show the consumer price index rose three-tenths of a percent last month and was up to 8.3% over April 2021. That's slightly better than the March inflation rate, which was up 8.5% over March of last year. The Senate is set to vote later today on an abortion bill that will make abortion legal up until birth. You're listening to USA Radio News. Here at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This bourbon has a smoky flavor that'll go great with your grill. Nice! Wow! And look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly, B21. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. The House passed a nearly $40 billion package to give more humanitarian aid and military assistance to Ukraine. Before the bill passed, Republican Congresswoman from Texas Kay Granger was on the House floor saying the United States must take action as the world watches. As China, Iran, and North Korea watch our response, we must show the world that America stands firm with its allies and will do what is necessary to protect our entrance abroad. The bill passed by a 368 to 57 vote and now heads to the Senate where leaders in both parties have indicated they want to get it quickly to Biden's desk. A search is on in Alaska for a bear that killed an Army soldier. The attack happened yesterday as a small group was taking part in a training exercise at the base 
near Anchorage Regional Landfill. The area is now closed off as wildlife troopers hunt for the animal. This is USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Man, what a, what a riveting hour and a half of radio. I'm just talking about Sam visits the Florida plantation at Fort George Island State Park. Yeah, history that's left out of textbooks, I'll tell you what. Kingsley Plantation in Fort Georgia Island, that's in Florida, just incredible. Uh, the taxes in the American colonies, interesting to say the least. Washington, D.C. Temple Open House. Washington, D.C. Temple Renovations. You can go and see it for yourself. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Temple. Learn what goes on. Sam visits the National Archives. The movie The National Treasure, etc. Treasure, I'm sorry. The National Treasure, etc. Then Tom Jones, well-known extreme athlete, running 76 marathons, 76 days. He's already ran 26 of them, or 22 of them. He would say 22 and a half. <laughs> he wants to make sure we know that he's in the middle of it right now. And he is. 56 to go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, then the guest, Ryan Murtha, filmmaker with Tom Jones, uh, giving his perspective. I think this is the hardest thing Tom's done. You can say, well, Sammy's done way more than this before. I know, but he was younger, folks. you got to understand, when you start to get older, it just gets brutal. 59 years old, this guy's not like 30 or 40. Or even 50. He's older than I am. I'm going to be 55 years old this year. And man, I just, wow. It also reminds me of a buddy of mine, Eddie Miller, who's in Memphis, Tennessee. He runs for uh, St. Jude's. And he runs marathons. And the guy's 76 years old for granted. Now, he doesn't run 76 marathons in 76 days like Tom. But he runs marathons. And man, it's just, the things people can do are just incredible. And just imagine the things we can do with God's help, ladies and gentlemen. Even more incredible, right? Just amazing. All right, I want to highlight, I've been on the road, as you know, and um, there's just so much that we've been able to cover uh, on the road. I went all the way up the East Coast. I, I landed in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, went all the way up the East Coast to Washington, D.C., flew out of Baltimore, Maryland, and flew back to Utah. And, man, America is a huge place. I mean, it's just the, the country is so vast. When you think of Maine to California, it's Maine to San Diego. And then you think of Seattle, Washington, all the way down to, you know, uh, what is it, Florida? Miami, Florida, or the Keys, whatever you want to say. The, the, I mean, the, the country is huge, folks. Minnesota, all the way down to Texas or whatever, you know. Just, I mean, I, the country is so vast, it's hard for me to even fathom. And I've driven the roads and the highways and the byways and flown over this country many, many times. And I'm, every time I'm just amazed, just amazed at the different experiences that I had. For example, I've gone to Mount Vernon, George Washington's, um, I don't know, plantation or whatever, uh, a couple of times before. I even broadcasted live one time for the back porch of the thing. Uh, and and all I'm telling you is I, I did not get the chance to go and see the uh, 
the tomb of George Washington. But this time I did. And I recorded the audio from it. I won't play it today. I'll make you wait uh, till tomorrow or, you know, Friday, Saturday, next week sometime or whatever. I'll, I'll be playing a couple of more sound bites that I've got. Um, I got Colonial Williamsburg. I've got, you know, a bunch of different places that I went, sound bites that I've got. But, man, I'll tell you this, the um, wharf that is at Mount Vernon uh, and the tomb place of George Washington really are some of the places that I treasure the most. I just think, wow. Folks, we've got a rich, godly, American heritage that is just incredible. And ladies and gentlemen, I I think they're about to steal it from us. I think Americans, the younger generations, don't know anything. They know more about critical race theory and gender transitions than they know about the National Archives building in Washington, D.C., than they know about the national treasure. What is the national treasure? It's the body of the uh, Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. It's all that. But the history is even more rich. It goes to biblical truths. It goes to the, the, the creation of the printing press, to where all this information get in our hand. Look, because of the printing press, folks, I'm able to take the Constitution for the United States of America, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the Ten Commandments, etc., and I'm able to put them in one little pocket book, so tiny that it can fit in your shirt pocket, and you can re- um, refer to this information anytime you like, anywhere. Now, if we want to go digital, we can take it to a smartphone and look at that and go, wow, baby, this is just incredible. And so we are not suffering from lack of information. Boy, howdy, do we have an information overload, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? But we lack for knowledge. See, all information is not equal, right? To watch the TikToks and just mindlessly, endlessly TikTok, TikTok, your life away is a is a national tragedy in opposition to a national treasure. The work that Tom's doing, setting an example of sacrifice and perseverance, uh, all for the sacred cause of liberty. Now, that's something on the gram to behold. But again, I digress. The teachings of the founding fathers via the Declaration of Independence, that document written to tell God, angels and witnesses, along with countless generations of Americans to understand why did they fight? Why did they why did they persevere and turn the world upside down, as the British would say, uh, and conquer the greatest army in the world in an effort to be free? What was it about religious liberty that compelled them to such drastic, self-sacrificing action? Well, the same thing that drives Tom to run every day. The same thing that's put me on the radio for more than 25 years, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't get fame or fortune for this. I don't make a lot of money in radio. I barely make enough to even survive and, and pay for the equipment and the travels that I do. A lot of it covers many, much of the cost, thanks to all of you. Donate Liberty today. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. Donate the best you can. Look, I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the fame and fortune. I'm not even famous. I'm just a redneck, you know, 
Uh, I do it because of the sacred cause that we're advocating. I do it because I believe in the rich history of the greatest country on the on the face of the earth. I do it because I understand that I want to leave a better society for my children than I received as a child. Right? I was born in the middle of the Vietnam War. I know I wasn't in the war. I was in the United States, and the war was overseas. I understand that. But I, I was born in wartime, right? I, and I don't want my children to be born in wartime, even though many of them have been. But I don't want my grandchildren to be born in wartime. I want to advocate for and teach of and I really want to somehow paint a Birmingham, paint a picture in your minds of peace. I want to advocate for a clarion call for civility. I want to encourage the understanding and the godly and the American heritage that is so rich that is at our very fingertips now that's threatening to be obliterated. They want to yeet the history of America. They want to get rid of it. They want to throw it out. They want to jettison it. They want to abort it. We cannot let them do this, ladies and gentlemen. We must stand up in the culture war to preserve religious freedom. We must stand up in the culture war to stand for pro-life. We must stand for God, family, and country. We must stand for the protection of life, liberty, and property. We must do this. Because if we don't, here's the question, who will? Right? Who will? And I'm not trying to put myself among the greats, but I am trying to figure out how I can do my part. How when history is written, how I can say Sam Bushman did the little bit he could with the time he had and the resources that were given to him. What did Sam do with the talents God gave him? Did he prosper them or did he bury them? And I hope to be the guy that says, I did my very best with what you gave me, Lord, and I hope my offering is worthy. I hope my sacrifice is real. And I hope my sacrifice is enough. I hope my efforts are, are... what do you want to say? What, what word do I want to use? I hope my efforts are beneficial to all mankind male and female created god all of us and we're all god's children. and i hope that my efforts in history move the needle closer to the sacred cause of liberty and further from tyranny i hope to inspire others to do their very best to encourage those around me if that's accomplished i'll consider a life well lived you got more in seconds coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. 
That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I got a couple of news stories that I found fascinating that I want to bring to your attention before the end of the hour. And, man, have we got a bunch of incredible broadcasts coming up uh, Saturday with Chris Carlson. We're going to be talking about the 2000 Mules movie. Have you seen that yet? came out, man, 2000mules. Um, I hope it's calm, 2000mules.com. Anyway, you can check out the vote fraud documentary that's absolutely riveting that more and more Americans are seeing uh, every day by Dennis D'Souza. And it's really the best hard proof that we've seen thus far about vote fraud, folks. It is shocking. It is, whoa. The courts won't touch it because they say there's no vote fraud. This is the most honest election in history. But we know when they say that that they lie. So we're going to be talking about that movie with Chris Carlson coming up on Saturday's broadcast. Spread the word, share the love, would you? Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Larry Pratt with me second hour talking about all things liberty. First hour, of course, we're going to have Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com, and those guys with me. Always doing a phenomenal job. Uh, on Friday, we've got Scott Bradley that's going to be with us. And uh, so that's going on. There's just so much to talk about. So little time. I've got a bunch of guests I need to <clears throat> book as well. Um, anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention, folks, right? Um. People are wondering what they're going to do in life. And I hope to encourage people towards focusing on and spending their time on liberty. We've really got to start to wake up the population now. We've really got to start to put the pedal to the metal when it comes to liberty in the culture war. We've really got to start to stand up and say, uh-uh, you're not doing that on my watch. That isn't happening, etc., etc." So we've got a lot to do. All right, here's the stories that I want to focus on before the end of the hour today. There is an article written in... KSLnewsradio.com, one of the biggest news services in the state of Utah. KSLnewsradio.com gets the credit for this. But they ask a very fundamental question. Why does my cheeseburger cost so much? (laughs) Sounds simple enough, right? They say because most ingredients are touched by inflation. Think about that. Cheese. Vegetables. Bread, uh, everything touched by inflation. You think inflation is not a big deal? Well, it is huge, ladies and gentlemen. It is serious, serious indeed, right? 
This is serious. All right. It's huge. And uh, people are suffering from inflation. And you can see it in cheeseburgers. You can see it in the price of homes. You know, a lot of times in the in the mainstream government databases of statistics and numbers, they always take out a lot of the critical things. You can literally just use a cheeseburger and say, hey, what inflationary realities are for a cheeseburger? And when I went to Washington, D.C., I went to five guys. And in Washington, D.C., a five guys cheeseburger, it's their little one. I can't remember what they call it. It's their small bacon cheeseburger. You want to know how much it costs? No, that's Baconator's like a Burger King, right? This is Five Guys, and it's their small bacon cheeseburger. Can't remember. Maybe you can look it up really quick, Cam. Five Guys. But they've got a small one and a big one. And the small one, and you can get anything on it. One of the big unique things about Five Guys is they'll put anything you want on your burger. All the toppings are free. So just put whatever you want on it. It's really cool. But a small, and when I say small, I, I, I want to be very clear. It's pretty big, right? It's not tiny. It's, it's good size, but it's small. A small cheeseburger from Five Guys in the nation's capital. Can you guess how much one costs, Cameron? A small bacon cheeseburger, Five Guys, nation's capital. Any guesses how much? $9.09. That's just the burger, people. You ain't got fries. You don't have a shake or a drink or anything like that. Now. You want a comparison, Cameron? When my dad was a kid, so this was in the 40s, my dad was born in my uh, adopted father, who I consider my dad, was born in 1919, ladies and gentlemen. He's now passed away. But in the early 1940s during the Civil, or during the uh, Second World War, uh, kind of range, in the late 30s, early 40s, do you know how much a root beer, fries, and a hamburger cost? Do you know, Cameron? 25 cents. Cameron guessed a dollar 10. Yeah, good good guess, but no. 25 cents uh, literally got you a hamburger, got you a fries and got you a root beer. Now, I don't know the size of the hamburger. I'm sure it didn't have as many ingredients on it, and I don't know how big it was compared to the small cheeseburger at Five Guys or whatever. But I'm telling you that it was 25 cents. And when I was a kid, uh, there were specials that ran from time to time at McDonald's. The tiny McDonald's hamburger. Not a quarter pound of cheese or anything like that. A small, tiny hamburger. One of those, you could get them for 29 cents when I was a kid. Just the burger, though. No drink or fries or anything else. And it was not all the time. It was just on a special. They dropped the price to 29 cents per hamburger or whatever. You get the McDonald's hamburger with little onions on it and all that kind of stuff, right? Anyway, this just shows you where inflation is, ladies and gentlemen. To go to five guys... You, you, the big burger is like 10 something or 11. I can't remember exactly, but it's 10 or $11. When my dad was a kid, it was a quarter. Think about that. Why does my cheeseburger cost so much? Answer from KSL News Radio because most ingredients are touched by inflation. Well, man, if you increase the price of food everywhere and shelter, 
Wow, clothes are going up too, aren't they? Yeah, the supply chain's in trouble. Well, we also hear this. As nation sets national gas price records, Utahns are now pondering their summer plans going, whoa, can we afford to do what we were hoping to do? Can we, you know, gas price records everywhere. According to AAA, Utahns, people in Utah are paying an average of $4.49 per gallon of regular gasoline. They say that's above the national average of $4.37, but lower than the historic average set a week ago. The rise in prices is out of control, folks. What do you think of all that? Can we get a handle on this inflation, or is it just going to eat us alive, right? The rise in prices in recent months is prompting people like Sam Bushman and others to make new plans for their summer. Look, they cannot afford rent or mortgage with current housing. People cannot afford rent or mortgage with the current housing market, and gas prices making it worse. Yeah. This guy said, look, combined with the housing market, we're forced to live in an RV. It's a newlywed couple. They're highlighting at KSL. There you have it. There you have it. What do you think? Gas price differs all across the country. It's worse in California. What do you think? It's just, wow. And what I don't understand is what we're going to do about it, right? What are we going to do about it, folks? What are the next generation going to do for a house? What are they going to do for food? See, you got to have shelter, food, clothing, and fuel for basic necessities. We're not talking about anything else. Everything is going up to the point where people just cannot afford it. I don't believe the next generation will have the near near the kind of nice life we had in my generation, but even my generation suffered and is struggling to make it compared to the previous generations. Everybody in the previous generations, my aunts and uncles and parents, they had quite, I don't know what word to use, they had a, a reasonable amount of wealth. I do fine. We make good money, but you know what? It doesn't go far enough, and I don't have near the wealth they had. Well, some would say, Sam, you're not the saving generation like they were. No, duh. Well, that's true. But it's also true, though, that it's uh, difficult to save. Every time you turn around, you find out the savers are going to be punished. Right? I've got a 401k that I can't touch till I'm 59 and a half. I'm, I'm going to be 55 this year. I'm getting close, but I can't use it. What if I need it? Tough crap, Sam. You can borrow from your 401k, but you have to pay it back, right? Okay, what about that my wife's younger than I am, and she's got a 401k too, but we can't touch hers, even if I'm old enough to need it and to use it and to whatever, and even if she's willing to share that with me or what? okay? I mean, I believe it's it's our 401ks, husband and wife, but, you know, by the law, it's hers, right? Anyway, so where do you go with that? The government is making it very difficult. I started out this broadcast talking about these taxations in the colonial days. And it's tough now for us, too. 
Are you familiar with the taxes of the American colony? Are you familiar with the taxes we all deal with today? Government taxes are out of control. Anyway, I look at Tom Jones and Ryan uh, Murtha and others and, and the work they're doing, and I'm so inspired. I look at the dedication more and more Americans are, are putting towards the sacred cause of liberty to um, religious liberty to uh, standing up in the culture war, to, to doing their very best to raise their children, and I'm inspired. I look at the difficulties that we face. Why does my cheeseburger cost so much? And as the nation sets national gas price record, and I go, man, when it comes to mortgages and the current housing market, gas is making it worse, I feel sorry for couples. I feel bad for people. I don't know how they're going to succeed. Tell you what I do know. I know that when you get overwhelmed by some of these things and you wonder what are we going to do, what you got to turn to God and you got to pray. And then you got to go out like Bob Dylan teaches and serve somebody. You're going to have to serve somebody. You heard that song? And, and you're going to have to go say, hey, where's my place in the world? What does God want me to do while I'm here with my very short life on earth? What am I to do? And wrap yourself up in service. Wrap yourself up in the things that you can do to move the needle in a good way. Good over evil. Right over wrong. Liberty over tyranny. Freedom above fortune, right? Put all those things together and say, that's where I'm going to be. And I don't know all the answers. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And I don't know how people are going to make it. And I don't understand a lot of these things. But I do know God loves me. And I do know he's in charge, and I do know that he will not let these things fall apart. He will make a people who are willing to serve him great. The only question left in our minds is, are we willing to let the Lord prevail in our lives? Are we willing to let the Lord Almighty be our captain? Are we willing to turn to him and say, what would you have me do, Lord, and then be willing to do it? If we are, I see a bright future, ladies and gentlemen. A bright future indeed. Let that be your encouragement for today, please. Because there's a lot of good things happening, and America is still a light on a hill. Have we got work to do? You bet we do. But are we up to the challenge? Yes, we are. I'm convinced we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic, but you got to get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right. LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally today. Get involved. Do all that you can. Share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.